This is the Poison Terminator podcast. My name is uh, Carlo Diolim. Small and shiny objects such as uh, button batteries might be appealing to children. These batteries can induce fatal outcomes if swallowed. A study published in the Laryngoscope reveals that administration of honey after button battery ingestion can reduce serious injuries in children. My guest today is one of the authors of the study, Dr. Chris Jatana. Dr. Jatana is a otolaryngologist at Nationwide Children's Hospital. He is also an assistant professor in the Department of Otolaryngology, Head and Neck Surgery at The Ohio State University. Dr. Jetana serves in a leadership position with, within the National Button Battery Task Force. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jatana. Thank you. So, uh, Dr. Jatana, why is honey an efficient way to reduce uh, serious injuries uh, caused by uh, button batteries? So, what we've, what we've seen over the, the course of the last decade is more and more severe injuries occurring from children who ingest button batteries. Um, particularly when they get lodged in the esophagus, but they can also cause injury in other sites of the body. Um, and the mechanism of action of the, the battery inside the esophagus as far as causing injury is related to the generation of hydroxide ion, which is essentially an alkaline-type burn, um, and uh, that occurs very rapidly um, from the, the tissue and the saliva around the battery, essentially connecting the circuit and causing the battery to, to uh, conduct current um, through uh, that uh, uh, fluid and tissue and, and generate an alkaline injury. And so knowing the mechanism of action of the, uh, the, the battery itself inside the esophagus, um, we looked at uh, numerous uh, kind of household um, options for the kitchen setting um, as well as uh, some medicinal compounds and, and trying to figure out how we can neutralize this injury uh, based on our prior work, uh, we found that, that neutralization of the high, high pH in the esophagus uh, does not cause a, a thermal injury as previously thought. And so to build on this, we looked at uh, numerous household um, beverages and uh, uh, found that honey was very effective at, at not only uh, providing a, a physical barrier uh, between the battery and the esophageal tissue, but also in uh, helping neutralize the tissue pH. Uh, how long and uh, how often should uh, ani ad be administered to children who swallow the button battery? So as far as the, 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 the latest guidelines that were revised as a result of this study, um, the, uh, the recommendation is, is for uh, uh, early ingestions, so ingestions that occur within 12 hours of time, um, and for children over 12 months of age uh, to consider administering two teaspoons of honey uh, approximately every every 10 minutes uh, for up to six doses uh, until they can get to the emergency room for uh, evaluation uh, where typically an x-ray would be performed and then um, if lodged in the esophagus, uh, removal in, uh, of the battery would take place. Which uh, devices uh, contain uh, button batteries? So there are numerous devices in every household that contain small batteries um, from remote controls to um, garage door openers to pretty much any miniaturized lighted device, um, bathroom scales, and and so with the miniaturization and, and advancements of, of, of this type of technology, uh, more and more devices are powered by these small tiny batteries than before, and and uh, unfortunately, 
children can, can get, gain access to the batteries from a lot of these products. How can we suspect uh, a bottom battery ingestion if we didn't see a kid ingesting the, the battery? So that's really a challenge. Uh, from, from the standpoint of uh, medical professionals that are evaluating these children when we don't know there was a witnessed ingestion, it's very difficult. And um, we're, we're up against a, a, a challenging situation where, where we can't x-ray every child who has nonspecific symptoms. And some of these children may unfortunately present with common cold symptoms and we're not able to, to have the history that the child uh, you know, ingested a foreign body. Um, and so some of these children will, will also be relatively asymptomatic initially, and, and so it makes the diagnosis difficult. Um, there's no uh, great screening uh, procedure available at this time to, uh, to uh, make the early diagnosis. Um, things are in development to, to create that, but, but uh, currently it does not exist. And, and so um, I think if there's any suspicion that, that uh, a child may have ingested something, um, uh, you know, certainly going to the nearest emergency room is, is, is recommended and, and getting evaluated. Um, an x-ray is definitive as far as is diagnosing esophageal button battery. Uh, certainly, um, if there's ever any questions or concerns, you know, calling the, the National Battery Ingestion Hotline is, is something to consider uh, if there's any, any questions about it. Uh, what are symptoms and uh, signs induced by a button battery ingestion? So while some children may be initially symptomatic, uh, you know, a lot of other children have, have uh, just non-specific symptoms consistent with you know, a lot of viral illnesses we see in children. So children may have just uh, wheezing or drooling, vomiting, um, difficulty swallowing, just poor oral intake, coughing, gagging, just not acting like themselves. And uh, um, these are very non-specific symptoms. Um, but we do see this in cases of battery ingestion, and uh, we also see these symptoms in the presence of common viral illnesses we see in children. So it, it makes it difficult when we don't know that there was ingestion that took place. Uh, how long after the ingestion of a bottom battery can we notice uh, any serious damage? So we know that injury can occur pretty rapidly within a matter of hours. And so knowing this, uh, our goal uh, as, as our research team and evaluated, um, to was to uh, to try to figure out early interventions that could be administered, um, you know, within a short period of time after ingestion to try to prevent the the rapid injury or slow the rapid injury that, that, that can occur. And while we found that honey and, and a medicinal compound called caraphate or sucralfate um, can help uh, slow and reduce the rate of injury. Um, Neither of these is obviously a substitute for, for, for emergent removal of the battery. It just helps us slow the process down so that in that time interval of getting a child to the operating room, they're able to, to uh, reduce the rate of injury. Can we make the, the child vomit? No. So, so uh, we would not recommend inducing uh, vomiting in any child with an esophageal foreign body. Um, that's, that's not recommended. Then um, removal would be safer. Um, than, than doing something like that. Um, the, the, the battery that lies in the esophagus don't typically, typically cause complete esophageal obstruction, so a lot of children are still able to swallow around it, and the thought is with this mechanism of action and, and uh, um, uh, intervention with honey or sucralfate that, that we're able to provide a coating that, that's not only a physical barrier, but also um, a, a pH neutralizing uh, barrier that, 
can help reduce this injury. Are there uh, button batteries that don't stay uh, stuck in the uh, esophagus? So the, the smaller batteries are less likely to get lodged in the esophagus. However, there have been cases where smaller diam diameter batteries uh, have caused serious injury inside the esophagus, uh, particularly of younger children. Um, uh, I recently had a case uh, of a 12.5 of a, a millimeter uh, battery that got stuck in a two-and-a-half-year-old child uh, in the esophagus and caused serious injury. And so even these smaller batteries can be dangerous, um, in, 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 particularly in smaller children. Uh, the, the batteries that, that cause, uh, um, uh, I guess, the batteries that are more likely to get lodged in the esophagus are certainly the 20 millimeter um, uh, three volt lithium batteries, um, and uh, I think those are, are more commonly used in, in uh, some of the uh, products that we find in households. Um, however, uh, the, the smaller batteries um, can be a source of injury as well. Can uh, dead batteries uh, cause injuries? The smaller batteries? Dead batteries. Uh, batteries uh, oh, dead. Uh, Batteries who, who are not functional cause uh, injuries. Yes. So, so even batteries that, are, that no longer can power electronic devices can cause injury inside the body. And it comes down to the residual voltage that's required for the, 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 the tissue of the body to connect the circuit uh, compared to an electronic device and kind of the, the built-in resistance uh, that, that they have. And so... Um, Discarding of, of batteries uh, properly um, uh, is, is, is also an important uh, prevention um, uh, uh, consideration just from the standpoint of making sure that, that uh, um, these are properly disposed of and kept out of reach of children so that, so that even the, the uh, spent batteries are, are uh, not a source of, of you know, this ingestion hazard. Are all brands uh, of Oni uh, efficient in uh, slowing down the damages uh, caused by uh, by button batteries? Yeah, so we, we looked at eight different types of honey and uh, found them all to be effective. So uh, we, we, we tend to, to uh, err toward just sort of commercialized domestic honey um, for, for, the, for the recommendation if available. Some of the uh, imported honeys, uh, depending on where they're from, can sometimes have uh, some ingredients from, uh, I guess, some some uh, compounds that, that 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 come from flowers that that ingested in large amounts may may cause some side effects. But um, certainly, uh, you know, for for uh, for most children, we're, we're recommending just sort of standard commercialized um, honey um, for this purpose. It's palatable. Um, children are, are, are more likely to take it than you know other uh, medicinal type compounds uh, that may not have as good a taste and, and even other things in the household setting. For example, we found that lemon juice uh, was very, was very uh, effective actually at reducing the, the injury from batteries, but lemon juice would not be a palatable uh, solution for, for kids to uh, uh, ingest uh, you know, before removal could take place. Uh, what can we do if a child is allergic to uh, honey? So if, if, if a child is, I guess, under the age of 12 months, currently do not recommend honey either, um, just because of the potential risk of botulism um, as recommended by the American Academy of Pediatrics. However, if there is a, a, a history of, of allergic reaction to honey, we do not recommend, obviously, giving that in the household setting and having a child just come immediately to the emergency room. 
Um, in the emergency room setting, if an x-ray confirms esophageal lodgement of a button battery, then uh, administration of sucralfate, um, which is uh, also known as carafate, um, uh, it's a medication that's, that's historically been used for, for stomach ulcers, um, can provide uh, a protective effect similar to honey um, in, the, in the hospital setting. What uh, prevention advice would you give uh, to parents? So I think the most important thing is, is, is uh, ensuring that all of the electronic products in, in every household uh, contain uh, the batteries in secure compartments, and, and that meaning that it requires a tool um, uh, or, or instrument to, to basically get the battery out, um, just so that children have less access, uh, less immediate access to uh, the battery from the device. And historically, we know that from our, from our, our national statistics that the majority of children that ingest these batteries and uh, uh, actually obtain them from the device themselves. Um, other sources of ingestion um, include, you know, uh, uh, the battery packaging themselves, and uh, we've worked collaboratively with industry over the last several years to, to try to encourage uh, safer packaging, and a number of the manufacturers have already done so. Uh, so the batteries require uh, battery packaging essentially requires scissors to, to cut the battery out of the packaging where, where historically you could actually pop the, the batteries out of the packaging just like a piece of bubble gum. And so uh, we know that based on our, our statistics, 10% of these injections uh, have occurred from children you know, getting the batteries from the packaging themselves. Um, other times, it's sometimes a battery that's loose or sitting out um, that a child ingests and Certainly, um, that's another source of, of opportunity for us to educate parents and caregivers that these batteries, when they're removed from devices and uh, they need to be properly disposed of and kept out of reach of children, and, and also just the storage of new batteries uh, should be in a secure compartment that's kept out of reach of children as well. Uh, why did you want to be a part of this uh, research project? So, um, I think... Uh, for me personally, I've, I've seen way too many injuries from children uh, being affected by uh, button batteries. And, and uh, um, the first child that I took care of uh, about eight years ago uh, uh, suffered bilateral vocal cord paralysis from uh, a button battery ingestion um, that required a, a tracheostomy tube to be placed. And so uh, in that severe case uh, that I had early on, uh, in my career, I felt like this is something that we can prevent. And uh, working together collaboratively with industry and government and poison control, um, and also just the, the, the parents and caregivers as far as just educating them on this potential risk, medical professionals as well uh, who need to be attuned to, to uh, this potential diagnosis and management. Um, I think that that there's several things that we can do working together to help reduce these injuries. And, and one of them, such as we, we, we focused on um, in this study, uh, was to, to try to figure out how, when they do occur, how can we slow the process of injury? And that's what we, we investigated here. And it was, it was really a team effort uh, between, uh, you know, collaboration with uh, uh, investigators at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia as well as uh, the Intertech Lab in, in Chicago. Dr. Jatana, I want to thank you for your participation in this podcast and uh, giving us important facts on how to reduce serious injuries induced by button batteries. Thank you for having me.
That's all for today. I'm the Poison Terminator. I'll be back with another episode next week. Have a great day.